35. Um, you would shout for joy. <laughs> if he blessed your socks off, I'll tell you what, you'd be doing some kind of shouting, would you not? He favors your righteous cause. Continually saying, hey, woohoo, I'm happy. Woohoo. So it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So um, say this with me. See, as we're shouting, you got your shouting clothes on? Yeah. Hey, hey, we believe miracle days are here again. The glory of the Lord is on this service. His manifested presence is here. His manifested power is here. His manifested goodness is here. We are expecting signs. Come on. Wonders, miracles, visitations, manifestations, demonstrations from the Holy Ghost. We are expecting the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on now. That'll get you happy. Hallelujah. So um, Jerry Savelle said this about 2021. Um, this is your theme. This is what the Lord said. Abundant overflow, and it's already begun. It's already begun. Not just getting started. No, it's already, we're stepping into it because it's already going. It's already begun. A new era has begun, and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. Pastor Gary said this, 2021, I have learned to be content. And learned to be content. It's a continual thing. It's just not a, I've learned it and, and put a period at the end. No, it's, it's a continual learning. He said, uh, regardless of the circumstances, and there's been some circumstances that we've been regarding. <laughs> so let's regard those less, shall we? Praise the Lord. And for, uh, Philippians 4.11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state that I am to be content in a state of peaceful happiness. I'm happy. I'm happy. And another word for happy is satisfaction. I'm satisfied. We can get some satisfaction up in here, right? He found it. So I guess we did. <laughs> Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, which strengthens us. Amen. Nancy Dufresne said this, 2021 is, to, is the year to say and see. You say it, you'll see it. You say it, you'll see it. You say it, and you will see it. It's the glory of the Lord here. We said it, and we're going to see it. <laughs> Amen. Um, so we say the glory of the Lord is here. Yes, the glory of the Lord is here. Come on. We can feel his mighty presence in the very atmosphere. Well, you start saying that, what's going to happen? Ha ha. Pastor Gary and I were having a conversation today. Queen Elizabeth, how many times have people been saying, God saved the queen, and he has been? Why? Because they've been saying, and we've been seeing. Come on. Yeah. So, say it. You'll see it. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about who is your neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> Who is your neighbor? Let's go to Matthew chapter 22, please. Woo! Matthew 22, 36. And, and uh, actually, uh, 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, tempting him, saying, Master, 
Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. And this is the first, say first, and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So on these two commandments are pillars. Holding everything else that's in between up. But if we don't have these two things intact in and in, <laughs> totally intact, then nothing's going to hold up, right? It's not going to stand up. The Message Bible said, teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your passion. We got passion. Huh? Your prayer, your intelligence. So don't be stupid. Right? He doesn't want us to be just a bunch of stupid people walking around going, ah, oh, whatever it will be, will be. No, no, we're seeing and saying some things. So we love God with all of our passion, all our prayer and intelligence. And this is the, first, the most important on the first on any list. Any list. So that could be your children's list, your financial list. Come on, your body list. Whatever list you have, bam, God goes first, right? But there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. And these two commands are pegs. And everything in God's law and the prophets hang from them. It's hanging. So number one is love God. That's the first great commandment. And in and, and King James, it says, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. The message says, all your passion, your prayer, and intelligence. The Darby Bible says, with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your understanding. All of your understanding, your mind, Right? The passion said, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you, every thought, taking every thought captive is really what he's saying, right? Fill it up with God and you will overflow. Amen. So then it says to love, number two is to love yourself. And that's in uh, Psalms 139. Come on now. Are you with me? Psalms 139. Huh. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, verse 14. I will praise you. Now he's talking to himself. He said, God, I'm going to praise you. Why? For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that about himself. What are you saying about yourself? It says to love God, love yourself. He said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your work. He said, I'm pretty marvelous. I'm marvelous. How do you like me now? And he said, um, <laughs> marvelous are your works, that my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions knows right well. Right some well. Right some well. The message says, I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. <laughs> I worship in adoration. What a creation. Look at what you made. Right on the mirror. Living Bible. It says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. That's pretty cool. You're pretty complex. But this and uh, the, the I, <laughs> I wish Paul was here, Paul Spade, because this one in the complete Jewish Bible, this is so him. It says, I thank you because I am awesomely made. <laughs> That's his verse. I, I put on his, it's his birthday today. I said, you are the ambassador of awesomeness. 
He is. If you see him, everything is just awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, I thank you. I thank you because I'm awesomely made. Just turn to somebody and say, look at me, I'm awesomely made. Come on. I'm awesome. I can't stand it. Mm. But then it says, <laughs> number three, third part of this thing, is to love your neighbor. So who is your neighbor? Neighbor? <laughs> well, <laughs> won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> I said, hi to who, neighbor? Uh, Luke chapter 10, please. Verse 25. Let me know when you were there. There? Verse 25, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, Master. Every time I see that, I think of young Frankenstein, right? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, he said, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How, how do you read it? How do you read it? What does it mean to you? And he answered, said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, your strength, and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered right. This do, and you shall live. And that word live is Zoe. It's, a, it's the Zoe kind of life. And, and it says, uh, I looked it up. It says, to enjoy real life, to have a true life worthy of the name. To have a true life worthy of the name. Something that is a life that is active, that is blessed, endless in the kingdom of God. Living water, bubbling up, gushing forth, flowing with suggested idea of refreshment. That's living. And it's figuratively used of the spirit and truth of God as satisfying the needs and the desires of the soul. So in other words, you're going to have a satisfied life. Woo! But verse 29, I love this. But he willing to justify himself and his actions. Well. And he said unto himself, well, Jesus, who is, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? I like this in the, uh, in, in the message. It says, looking for a loophole, he asked, and just how would you define neighbor? <laughs> I'm thinking you piece of work. But people are like that. Well, what do you mean by neighbor? Well, how would you define that? <laughs> well, already are. <laughs> uh, let's go to John chapter 4. There's a neighbor for you. Everybody loved this neighbor. <laughs> Not so much. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Talking about the woman of Samaria. And um, we're going to take it up in verse 13. Jesus answered her and said, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. Oh, no, no, no. Verse 9. Uh, then said the woman of, the, of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. I looked this up. Samaritans were half-breeds. They were called mongrel Jews. Part Jew, part Gentile. Arf and arf. 
As, as such, they were considered outcast. They were despised by the Jews. Jews would no use vessels in common with the Samaritans. So why would Jesus, being a Jew, want to use her polluted vessel to get a drink of water? He slapped racism right in the mouth. I guess he did. Isn't that something? Jesus answered, verse 10, and, and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that said to you, give, <laughs> give me to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Jesus, now, now verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him or her shall be in them a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Verse 23, but the hour comes and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And the Passion, verse 24, says, from here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. He's a heart God, isn't he? And that's what I've been noticing a lot lately with our praise and worship. It's been heart to heart, right? It's, 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 not, a, it's not this um, <laughs> banging on the door, let me in, Jesus. No, 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 we're, it's heart to heart. Mm. And it says, uh, <laughs> yeah, not being a, a matter of uh, being in the right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit. He longs to have sincere, he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So let's jump over to John chapter 7. You know where we're going with this because this is quite, um, we do this a lot here. And we talk about it. Verse 37, in the last day, that day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any person is thirsty, let him come unto me and think. No, it says drink, doesn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you need to leave your thinking at the door. Just leave it. He says, let him come unto me and drink. So there's two things you got to do. You got to come unto him, number one. And then number two, you got to drink. Drink it all. Right? And then he believe, that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of whose belly? Whose belly? Our belly is going to flow. Out of our belly will flow. So you should be expecting to flow everywhere you go. Right? Come on now. If we go to him and we drink and we know how to drink here, right? We used to know how to drink before, but we drink better now. We're refined. Right? We could start our own, take me drunk, I think I'm home to her. Praise the Lord. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We've got living water for people to drink. And it's out of a, come on now, it's, and it's out of a flow that is, it's, it's not Samaritan. It's not mongrel Jew. Right? It's not prejudged, prejudiced, prejudge. It's none of that stuff. And Isaiah, 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 wow, Isaiah 
12.3, New Living Translation says, With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. With joy you drink. With joy you drink. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You got no joy, you got no strength. If you're miserably saved, well, guess what? You're not a drinker and you're pretty weak. And then you get all beat up, busted, and disgusted. And you're thinking, why, God, why? He said, would you get happy? Just get happy. From the wells, it says well, from the, <laughs> from, it says you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. So, you know, you go to a fountain, this, and I believe this fountain is like a, like a fire hydrant. Whoosh. <laughs> you're not just going to lean over and take a little sip. Oh, no, 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 no. Prepare to be blown away. Let's go to Revelation 21, please. Who is your neighbor? Revelation 21. Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Come on. Behold, look it. Wake up. I make all things new. Be, that's what behold is. Stop, stop, stop. Wake up. Come on. Look and see. I make all things new. And he said unto me, write for these words of true and faithful. And he said unto me, verse 6, it is done. <laughs> it's done. It's done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him and her that is thirsty of the fountain of the water of life freely. But what do you got to be? You got to be thirsty, right? You hang around with salty people that have salt and light, salt, not salty talking people, no, but people of salt. There's a difference, right? You're going to get thirsty. You hang out, you know, you go down to the ocean and all that salt water gets in you and after a while you just say, or even have some salt cod, right? It'll make you thirsty. It'll prune you up. You will think, you will drink. He that, uh, and it says, um, he that's thirsty of the fountain of water uh, of life freely. He will give unto him that is thirsty of the fountain of life, uh, water of life freely. Verse seven, he that overcomes. So how do you overcome? By drinking from the fountain of the water of life. What is that life? That Zoe life. You drink from that. And he says, you will overcome and you will inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son and daughter. What a deal. What a God we serve. Amen. Now, Luke chapter 10, I'm going to read this out of the uh, New Living Translation. And it's from uh, verses 30 to 37. Talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And, and Jesus replied with a story. And a Jewish man was traveling on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, left him half dead beside the road. Verse 31. By chance, a priest or a pastor came by. And when he saw the man lying there, he crossed over to the other side of the road and passed him by. Verse 32. His assistant, pastor, walked over and looked at him. Then it says a temple assistant, so that'd be assistant pastor. Looked, walked over, looked at him lying there, and he also passed, passed by the other side. 
Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine, bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and he took care of him. Who's your neighbor? The next day, he landed. He handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. And the man replied, well, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, now, yes, now go and do the same. And the message is said, the one who treated him kindly. Kindness. Being kind to one another. Especially now with this COVID thing, we need to be kind to one another. Because people are freaking out, and our kindness is going to melt that, off, that, melt that fear off of them. Amen? Jesus, Matthew 14, 14, it says, Jesus went forth, and he saw a great multitude moved with compassion towards those, and he healed their sick. So compassion is going to move people to, to uh, come on, do an Acts 10, 38, going, going around doing good and healing all. Why? Compassion. You, you've seen all these sick people. You've seen all these people, especially around here, all these people that are freaking out because of, of, the, of COVID. They don't want to get near anybody. And so, you know, like I say, smile with your eyes. But being kind. Compassion means um, understanding, concern, sensitivity, tenderheartedness, soft-heartedness, warm-heartedness, love, brotherly love, mercy, benevolence, charity, I like this one, kind-heartedness. Being kind. Being kind. We can do that. We're Christians. They said they will, they'll know us by our love. Well, love should be kind. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, let's go to Romans chapter 15, please. Romans 15. Uh, verse 1. We then who are, that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Verse 2, for let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. In the New Living, it says, we who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We, we must not just please ourselves, but we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. That's being kind. I like this. Um, in verse 5 in the New Living Translation, it says, May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other. God is going to do this. God will cause you to live in harmony with one another. And he'll give you the impatience and, he'll, and the encouragement when people get on your third and fourth and fifth set of nerves. God will give you patience and encouragement so you can deal with these people. Right? And it says, uh, may God who gives us this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as fitting for followers of Christ. It's just fitting. We fit that way. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ accepted you so that you'll be given Oh, so that God will be given glory. We're talking about the glory of the Lord, but it says here, if we're being kind to one another, we're giving God glory. And then if we give, come on now, you link that up with, 
Uh, Luke 6, 38, when you give, it's given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Your kindness will generate the glory of God because we're looking for something big, manifestation thing to come down and smack us. No, no, use kindness. Be kind to one another. Don't be dissing on everybody. Don't be complaining about this, that, and the other thing. Stay away from those things that, that, that get you all riled up and stay in peace. Be kind. Amen. Listen to this in the... Um, Luke 6, 38. I wonder how I was going to get there. Um, in, in the Passion, it says, if you give generously, generous gifts will be given back to you. If you give kindness, kindness is going to be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it'll run over the top. <laughs> it'll run over the top. Talking about the glory being run over. You want to be overtaken? Get nice. New Living Translation, it says, your gifts will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. It's going to get poured into your lap. Complete Jewish Bible says the full measure, full. Imagine the, okay, because the fullness of the glory, that's what we're talking about here, right? If you show, you sow kindness and that, that kindness is giving glory to God, God's going to turn around and give that back to you. Full measure, compacted, shaken together, and overflowing will be put right in your lap. You don't have to go looking for it. It's gonna, he's going to set it right in your lap. Oh, I'm looking for the glory. I'm chasing the glory. Sit down and let him put it in your lap. Stop trying too hard. Praise the Lord. Romans 15, chapter 1 in the Message Bible. Or 15, verse 1. It says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. Again, it's being kind to your neighbor. Lend a hand to those who falter, not just do what's most convenient for us. Strength is for service and not status. God has blessed you with wisdom beyond your means, beyond your years. Not so you can sit back and, and gloat about what you know about the Bible. No, it's for service. Bringing people up to your level. If you see somebody sick, teach them how to get healed. If you see them broke, teach them how to, come on, teach them how to get over to the overflow. If they're full of hate, teach them how to love. How are you going to reach them? How are you going to, uh, if we're making fun of people with masks, we'll never be able to share Jesus with them because already we cut that off. Kind people don't make fun of people. We don't do that. No, Jesus didn't make fun of them. He looked at them with compassion and healed their sick. Well, if people, these people are in fear. That's sick. And here we are, full of faith, full of the anointing, full of the Holy Ghost, full of love, full of kindness. That's us. That's why people come up to you and say, wow, why are you so happy? Why do you always look like you lit up all the time? <laughs> we sow kindness. We reap the glory. 
We sow kindness. We keep reaping the glory. The more we sow, the more we reap. The more we reap, the more we sow, the more you get. Come on, you got so much, you got to give it away. Mm, mm, mm. Galatians chapter 6, please. Man, this thing's been rolling around in me for weeks now. And it's just like, it, it just, kindness. I think it's ever since we started talking about the glory, because there, there's so many manifestations. This is just one. This is just one part. Because there, there, pastors been talking about other, other, other manifestations of the glory. And, and each, each part comes together, comes together, comes together. By the time we're done, we have this bouquet that is going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Let me know when you're there. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. That's why we're sowing kindness. That's why I'm talking about kindness today. For he that sows into his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing or doing well. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Therefore, as we have good, uh, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all, especially unto them who are the who are of the household of faith, especially to them. <laughs> so, if you being kind will bring glory to God, and sowing and reaping is true, will not God bring His glory back to you? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. That's the kind of God we serve. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. Love, I love you, I love you. Verse 4, look at this. Charity or love suffers long and is. Suffers long and is. And is kind. Huh. Why is that one of the first, well, the second thing they talk about? Number one, suffering long. Because you have to have patience in order to do that. New Living says, love is, pa- love, love is patient and kind. Amplified, love endures long and is patient and kind. So there's an endurance, an enduring, right? Patience, passion. Love is large, incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Not just while you're in church, but being consistent. So I looked up kind. Listen to this. Kind, good-natured, tender-hearted, caring, affectionate, loving, gentle, considerate, helpful, thoughtful, unselfish, cooperative, accommodating, compassionate, Understanding, friendly, neighborly, pleasant, nice, hospitable, generous, charitable, gracious, merciful, forbearing, long-suffering, and open-handed. I like that. Your hands are open. What do you need? How can I help you? And if you think about that, you look around this room, you can go, with all those things I, 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 I read off, you can go, check, check, check. Come on, everybody here has those, those character traits. I see it. And so it's like, man, this is you. So if that's you, you can expect the glory even to a greater measure, right? Ooh, 
<laughs> uh, praise the Lord. Um, let's go to um, John 17, please. Wow. Usually time flies. This here is just kind of like, <laughs> cool. John chapter 17. Verse 20, neither, Jesus speaking, um, praying, neither pray I for these alone, for, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Through their word. Our words, we believe on him. We believe in him. We believe what's on him. There's an anointing on him, burden moving, yoke destroying, anointing on him and in him being released to us. Amen. So that verse 21, that they all may be one. That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, I'm in you. That they also may be one in us. I've talked about this before. It's the original blended family. You put all three of those ingredients into a blender and you put it on frappe. And you pour it out. And let the people around you drink of the wells of salvation that's in you. Amen. Why? He says, Father, that you are in me, I'm in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe. This is why. The world needs to see Jesus in you and me. Come on. And the, look at this. Verse 22. And the glory which you gave me. And he was full of it. But Jesus walked in total manifestation of the glory of God. And he said, the glory which you gave me, I have. I have given them already. So if we already have it, it's like when you're born, you have muscles, which you already have, but if we don't develop it, our muscles will just stay weak. But we already have it. It's like we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Well, stir yourself up, right? Amen. The glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. When you, so when you start thinking about that, you start walking around going, wow, you mean to say that you and I are one right now? Even if I'm acting ugly, we're still one? Yeah. What if I'm an idiot? We're still one. He's a bigger one. You're just a big one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we're one with him. Verse 23, I and them, you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. When you get back into your oneness where there's a perfection, there's a maturity that goes on with that, that the world may know. See, we're, we're one with him that the world may know. We need to be one with him so that the world may know. Right? Getting this together so this can come. Right? This happens first. This happens naturally. <laughs> the more of this, the easier of this. Right? Amen. I am them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me, and you have loved them as you have loved me. Woo! Jesus loves each and one of, every one of you just as much as he loved 
or God loves each and every, every one of you, just like he loved Jesus. And that's um, a whole lot of, for people to understand and to deal with a lot. Because it's going back to loving yourself. If you don't love yourself, how do you think God, how do you think, how are you going to receive God's love? But you can. You keep hanging around here. There's, come on now. You stay planted. And I'll tell you what, your roots are grow deep. And the love that, that you know that you're supposed to have, that you want to have, will happen. It will happen. Amen. Can you handle one more verse? Okay. Listen to this. Um, this is a Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. And I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified. Because it's longer and it's louder and it's really cooler and all those other errs. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement, covenant, testament, strengthen and complete and perfect and make you what you ought to be. Let that make you as you ought to be. What do you ought to be? You ought to be Jesus with skin on, right? Really, that's what you ought to be. Even if you don't feel like it, you're one with him, so you, got, you still are. It, it don't matter what you feel like. It's what are. This is what you are. Amen? Make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. He wants to, he, come on, he's, there's an equipping for you to do. He's going to equip you to do absolutely everything he's called you to do. While he himself works in you, he himself is working in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight. So who's doing the work here? He is. So why are we striving? Why are we trying to make it happen? Huh? No, no, no. He's doing, let him work. It's like watching the Gail. He's uh, one of the workers here. And I call him, he's, he's a surgeon. And he's the guy that puts all the drywall up along the walls all along here and there. And, and you see how he meticulously went around all these electrical wires to make sure that everything fit. And he would use like three pieces of drywall to make sure that it fit solid. Why did he do that? God equipped him with a talent and with a gift Right? That it's, it's like, man, I watch him and I'm just uh, I'm thinking, I will pay you. I am not going to do that. I have no time. Don't want to. No, 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 no. So, while he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ the Messiah, to him be the glory forever and ever to the ages to come. Amen. And so be it. Amen. Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jerry Savelle said this. I'm going to close with this. Don't fear the future because it's still bright. I will see you through each and every fight. So stay in faith. Watch what you say. Speak only my word and I'll have my way. It's never my will for you to fail. It's always my will for you to prevail. 
So don't be moved by what you hear and see. This is how you enter into greater victories. Be bold and courageous. Stay free from all fear. For 2021 is going to turn out to be a great year. I'll take you higher than you've ever been before. This is my promise and my promises are sure. So stay in my word. Rest in me for this is your year to be totally free. So you love God. You love yourself. You love your neighbor and you be kind. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.